2: Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Ben. And I'm Scott. And today, Ben, we got something pretty cool to talk about. I'll say. Yeah. I mean, you probably got it from the title, right?
3: Uh, I think so. Uh, anyone who hasn't read the title, Wall of Death. Oh, yeah, the Wall of Death. Yeah. This
2: is uh, this is completely unusual. This mm-hmm. is really something that you might still be able to find something like this somewhere out there in the world right now. In if you're very lucky. Well, if you're lucky, yeah. Yeah, because there's very few around. We'll, we'll talk about how diminished this, uh, this Wall of Death mm-hmm. has become. But um, really, this is cool. I, li- I like this a lot. You know, I yeah. like the auto-thrill shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about those. The mm-hmm. old, the old. Uh, oh, what was the name of it? Um, oh, uh, it's not the Evil
3: Knievel one. But you're talking about the one where the cars go up on one side, yeah. and drive by each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I- I'll come up with it. I'm, I- I can't thrill believe show. It. It's something thrill. Joey Chitwood. Joey Chitwood. Joey Chitwood's Auto him. Thrill Show. Yeah, yeah. So um, similar to that, only we're talking about Motorcycle Auto Thrill Show here. So mm-hmm. this is another motorcycle topic. How about that? Yeah. Hey, guys. I know. And we've listened. Gets cars into it right at the end, though. So that's kind of cool, too.
3: Right. So people who hate motorcycles, just stay tuned.
2: So before this, had you ever heard of the wall of death?
3: I had not. I had heard of similar things. Yeah. And I've actually seen a similar thing. What would you day. see? I saw a uh, let's see. I went to the circus several years ago, and I saw a motorcycle act that was act that was riveting, dude. Because I thought they were going to die, mm-hmm. and they were. Uh, it started with one cyclist inside a metal sphere, and uh, this cyclist started. Going faster and faster, so that the the force, the centrifugal force, kept him into the edge, the inside edge of the sphere. And then they added another guy, and then someone else, and then at mm-hmm. the end there were like four to six people, I think, yeah. zipping around. Yeah. And uh, I was honestly relieved when they got out. Yeah, I was I was ready for some clowns or something. It's tense, isn't it? it? it was it was a
2: tense moment. Yeah, I've seen one. At, I've seen one just like that in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of these uh, variety shows. Yeah. And they put five people in. I guess that's a big deal to put five people in. It's huge. It's yeah. uh, it's a big deal because of the shape of the thing and just how much clearance there is for everybody. Because they're not that big. And the way they did it was they got four going, they brought in the fifth, and then they, you know, somehow worked the fifth guy into the, mm. the routine, however they were spinning it. And they're going in all different directions. Yeah. And uh, it's, the timing is perfect on this, you know, so that they don't collide with each other. Um, and they turn the lights off and they had the uh, the headlights from the the motorcycles going and that was it so they're in yeah. the dark
3: doing that right and this is this goes back to an earlier podcast we did about precision drivers yeah yeah it's very similar this this is a very similar thing but now Scott I understand that you're actually familiar with the old school thing what we're talk what we're talking about is the more modern equivalent the sphere of death right yeah that's right but what this podcast is about is the old school
2: and I would say uh I'm going to go ahead and say it. Way more dangerous, you know. I think so. Wall of Death, and it's still around. Yeah, that's that's what's kind of cool about this. But it's uh, it's in limited limited availability at this point, really. Uh, this goes all the way back to as far as we know, around 1911. Coney Island, right? Yeah, Coney Island. That's right. Luna Park, uh, Coney Island. They had something called the Motor Drome, mm-hmm. and the Motor Drome was it, it was just a it was a looped. Oval uh, board track, I guess, that, mm-hmm. that motorcycles used to ride on, and, and the idea was that you know they're fast and they're they're on this wooden board track that, that's that's circular, but not not what we're talking about with the wall of death, which is vertical walls. Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they they took the the looped wall or the I'm sorry the uh, the motor idea, and they've added a wall fixture to it, so it looks like uh, imagine like a, a barrel. Yeah. Standing up. And Perfect. Perfect they're, description. they're driving on the inside of the barrel, if you can imagine that, um, so that they're perpendicular to the ground. Is that the right way? Perpendicular yeah, to the ground? Yeah, perpendicular. Yeah, they're, they're driving in a uh, horizontal position up Ooh. a vertical wall, if you can imagine that.
3: So they start out on the floor of this thing. Yes. And they, and they go from – you know, they go in there, they coast in, they go full stop, and they go – they start ramping up to, what would you say, about 30
2: miles maybe? I, You know, I don't know the speeds that it's required. I mean, I think it varies by vehicle. It probably does, yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and, oh, yeah, and keep in mind, this is why this is so cool in 1911. We're all, even this day and age, even if you've never ridden a motorcycle, you're, in their mind, you're unreasonably jaded. Because motorcycles, when they can't, like in 1911, man, motorcycles are like iPods. They're crazy awesome. Yeah. They're cool factors in the stratosphere. You know, everybody and their daredevil redheaded cousin wants one. And uh, now, on top of that already cool factor, they've just decided to combine a little bit of, frankly, um Incredibly
2: dangerous. Oh, sure. This is stunt work. When they say death-defying, this is death defined. This is
3: statistically death defined. <laughs> let me tell you, this thing,
2: I mean, when, when we're talking about, you know, they're not just going up on a little wall that, you know, is maybe the size of the room that you're in right no, now. No, no. We're talking, these walls, I mean, from the pictures that I'm looking at from, you know, Coney Island and, and other times mm-hmm, throughout history, mm-hmm. these walls are 30 feet tall, 40 feet tall, and they're getting up near the top of these on motorcycles completely vertical i'm sorry horizontal completely horizontal here's my favorite part scott where's the audience Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the audience is standing around the top on a rickety platform that that surrounds the wall of death so it's really weird they're looking down into the barrel if you will yes at these motorcycles um as they spin around around of course you know they need to maintain speed to go to to keep on the wall keep that centrifuge effect. exactly yes yeah. so they're 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 being forced against the wall you know just by their speed alone so if they let up at all they're they're going to drop they're going to just you know gravity's going to take over they're going to fall right down this 40 foot wall and uh you know that's the name but really i mean there's been some accidents you know some low speed accidents i've right. seen some photos here of, of you know small little like almost like micro cars they look like little tiny race cars yeah. that, that they started using aside from motorcycles mm-hmm. and um like bigger than a go-kart but smaller than a normal road car and um they started using things like that in these shows and they started doing tricks in the vehicles as they're going around on the wall you know like hands free and then you know here's my hands and my feet and, uh, <laughs> and i'm going to turn completely backwards in the car or, yeah. on, the, or on the motorcycle and uh, this, to me, is just amazing. I mean, I, I can't imagine being that high up, just force-holding you against the motorcycle now that's being held against the wall, mm. and you could just drop off. I mean, the driving skills involved alone are quite impressive. Yeah, exactly. But the thing about these is, Ben, these are these are wooden structures. Yes, these are thank not, you for saying yeah, that. We, yeah, we we haven't mentioned that yet. I don't think these are the, well, we mentioned barrels, but yeah. they're not like big steel wall. You know, and I guess wood has the benefit of having the traction, of course, unless it's wet. But um, you know these things are, are made of looks like two by fours. I mean they're just made yeah. out of planks and plywood and you know just kind of stuff thrown together. It looks like now the one in Coney Island was a, a little more professional looking. You know it was a little right. more uh, I don't know looks like a little more metered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it was well put together. I'm looking at some photos here of some of these uh, some of these that are from around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one, where is this one? This one is in... Um, is that
3: the one on the East Coast? <laughs> no, this one. No.
2: <laughs> where is this one?
0: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. Those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
1: Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading up, down, or steady. It can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time and range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com.
3: Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
4: Get emotional with me, Ravi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're gonna talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're gonna go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're gonna be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were gonna gonna go there on this. (laughs) Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Ah, uh, shoot. I can't find the name. Anyways, it's um, it, it says that it's assembled on the spot, taken down after the carnival is done. So this is just yeah. a carnival attraction. It's event. mobile. It's mobile. And I think this is in India, to oh, be honest wow. with you. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, Maybe not. Anyways, um, it's it's just made of rickety, dried up wood, according to the uh, the reporter here, which Ouch. is just somebody you know, on vacation, right? And they right. snapped this photo with a yeah. you know cell phone. Um, it there are three motorcycles on the wall, and one looks like a compact car on the wall in a vertical position. And this thing, like I said, it's assembled on site at a carnival, so you can Ooh. imagine the quality of this thing. And it's all dried out, rickety looking wood. And there again, there's people crowded around the top of it. I mean, hundreds of people crowded around this thing because it's big it's uh it's 50 feet across maybe 60 feet mm-hmm. across and uh, again 30 feet tall um i just i don't understand how this whole thing holds together i really yeah. don't it's it's kind of like the the mystique of the uh, the wooden roller coasters mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you, you just think that they're going to shatter but uh they're pretty solid tell me really. about
3: it man have you ever watched the wooden roller coaster when the car goes over the track yeah i, I love mean, wooden roller coasters. you
2: hear that kind of yeah, you can see it flex, but that's built yeah. in the design.
3: It is, and it's ingenious design, yeah, too. It is. I mean, there's a reason that people built Wall of Death, uh or built drones, I guess they would call yeah. them. There's yeah. a reason people built these drones out of wood, and it wasn't, it was, I think, uh it, there was definitely a factor involved with the affordability of materials, mm-hmm. but uh also the flexibility can be invaluable. Oh, true. Yeah, um, that's right. And it's funny that you mention how that drone in India was taken apart and put together, or excuse me, strike that, put together and taken apart yeah. for, uh, for each, each uh, exhibition because I checked up with a group called the California Hell Riders, and they are, um, from what I found here, one of the few remaining wall-of-death acts. And they're, they're a family act. Uh, and they're this- still around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. To my knowledge, um, one of only, according to my sources, one of only three acts left in the U.S. Unbelievable. And they have a they have a system for their drone. It requires them to. It takes nine hours to put it together, and it takes four hours to take it down. Hmm. And you know that sounds like a long a long amount of work.
2: You know, really? Yeah. It See, now a long you know what time. I have the opposite. I view this like you, you're going to put this thing up in nine hours, and I'm going to drive a car on it in a vertical position. That's your idea? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm in a horizontal position yeah. on a vertical. I keep getting mixed up with how to say this, but okay. I'm going to drive a car on a on a vertical wall in nine hours on a structure that you just put together in a carnival parking lot. No, no. They, it takes nine hours to put it together, and then they do a show every hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. No, no oh. I'm still saying, like, I think this thing should be... Built out of metal. I think it should be uh, reinforced. I think it should be Concrete checked Concrete posts going 20 exactly. feet into the I ground. Want, I want the inspection stickers all over it. <laughs> you want somebody to come by. Yeah. Uh, that's
3: true. I, I definitely, I commend uh, these daredevils, and I do think daredevil is the correct word. But uh, even if I spent the time with the, there's a very specific set of driving skills here uh, that you see in play, and they are different from racing skills. They're different from um they're, they're similar to stunt driver skills, but here's the one. This um, this comes from Sandra D, who is a member of the California Hell Riders, and she made a really good point. She said, and I'm quoting here, um, the first time you ride the wall, you get tunnel vision. You can only see things right in front of you, and after a while, you can train your body not to get dizzy. If you get dizzy on carnival rides that spin you around, you probably cannot do this. And that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a natural reaction. She doesn't mention that pretty much everybody, due to the way our inner ears work, gets very dizzy on carnival rides. Yeah, it happens. I mean, and so you're talking a about specific
2: skill she has. They're going awful quick around these things. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not going slow. It requires. They're going some speed. like
3: forty miles an
2: hour. Yeah, they need some speed to stay up on the walls. Yeah. I mean, you'll see in the photos. These are these are really strange photos because here's a wooden wall with people standing on the top. Mm-hmm. Here's a car in a position that's unnatural, really. Mm -hmm. It's unnatural. It's stuck to the wall. And, uh, you gotta remember that that's a photo of somebody going 40 miles an hour Mm -hmm. on wood that's probably not braced all that well from behind. No. With people standing on top of it. Yeah. Um, a driver that's fighting, you know, this dizzy feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, everything just has to be right. He has to, he has to enter, he has to approach the wall the right way and he has to exit the wall the right way. Otherwise, this is all coming down.
3: And just like a video game, he has the ability to rack up points defined in this scenario by people who lean over the edge of the wall with money. And you see, you see these pictures of somebody reaching out with cash and the, and the driver, uh, she or he will be trying to grab
2: it. Very nice.
3: Apparently. Very nice. I I haven't seen this happen, but the still photographs I've seen look like it. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some videos of this. Mm -hmm. Oh, one quick thing before I want to get too far here. Yeah. What initially drew me to this was I saw this thing called um, I, I thought I thought it was called like uh, the Wall of Death with a lion, and I thought <laughs> what the heck <laughs> is that? Right. So I so I look at this picture uh-huh. and it's from you know the the early 1900s. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly when, but I mean the heyday of this was around the 1930s. So I'm going to say peak, yeah. I'm going to say that's the, that, that is the peak around um, and the dress in these photos looks like that about 1930, and the car looks like a race car of the day, mm-hmm. but it's very small. It's a smaller car, um, small. According to then, there's a sidecar with a full-grown lion in it on the wall of death (laughs) and a woman driver. And this was the attraction is that, you know, you've got these female drivers that have stage names, you know, like, you know, kind of crazy stage names. Sort of like, uh, like, I guess, roller derby stage Like roller derby. Yeah. Sudden Beth or something. And these these women are riding in these race cars with sidecars with lions. And the real, I mean, real tame lions that are there that... Come on! You're making a lion dizzy. I wonder if the you're lion a, was dizzy. I mean, it's in this loud environment with people yeah. whizzing by. It's it's so unnatural. But you know, the the weird thing is that like uh, you know, this is one of the the top attractions at the carnivals of the day, or you know, the, the mm-hmm. amusement parks where these things happen. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, you know, I mentioned that it's the it was the heyday of the uh, of the, the Wall of Death. And did you know that in the 1930s there were hundreds of these that were traveling around the nation in shows around the world? I guess, yeah. um, In shows. And uh, as we've mentioned, in in 2008, um, there were only three left.
3: Yeah, and so we actually, 2008 was the latest information I could get, so I don't know if all three of those are extant. This but.
2: reminds me of the uh, the cars that were on the tether cars, remember? the yeah. The, uh, yeah. Remember there were hundreds of those in, in mm-hmm. the heyday of the sport as well, and uh, they're down to, I think they're down to one. And we,
3: yeah, we wouldn't have even known about, like, one of our listeners wrote in on tether cars. Yeah, exactly. And hit this to the game.
2: Exactly, and we just stumbled along on this, uh, this wall of death thing, and mm-hmm. uh, really there's some outstanding, I'm going to mention a website. Yeah, because um, it. yeah, yeah. Um, This is, it comes from uh I think it's dark roasted, right? Dark, yeah, that's right. Dark roasted blend, right? Yeah, that's it. Dark roasted blend. And if you search for "Wall of Death," mm-hmm. um, you're going to come up with this fantastic it's post great photos. that has I, there must be twenty photos here. I'm Probably guessing around, um, and you'll see the uh, you know the old. Posters that that you know promote this type of thing, mm-hmm. which are really cool, and then you're gonna find some of these lion photos that I mentioned, and some of the original Coney Island shots, mm-hmm. um, just some really funny stuff. You'll see some accident photos yeah. of the uh, you know, car that rolled over on the lady, but she's all right. She's sure. all right, but uh, it looks looks terrible. But you know she. Apparently so did something wrong there, and uh, just some good, good photos from the heyday of of the Wall of Death, and then it moves on to the Sphere of Death, like you and I are familiar with. Yeah,
3: and let's let's also point out the one of the reasons that these acts lost popularity. One of the reasons that they were popular to begin with uh, was the the dangerous nature. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually so dangerous that spectators as well as performers were injured or in some cases killed. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, I would argue this led to what we saw as kind of the decline, because you can only have so many spectators be injured until Mm -hmm. before people start going or Uncle Sam notices. You know, I don't think there was any legal action against them, but I do see the decline based on that. I think
2: you're right. Yeah, just uh, it's just. One of those, like, you know, the carnival rides that were just too dangerous to continue on. Uh, yeah, You've seen those, right? The yeah. old uh, Coney Island type stuff. That, you and I uh, are old enough that we've probably been on those. Oh, my gosh. Some of those were nuts. And, and you know, they, they hung around for a while, but just too many people were becoming injured or, or killed mm-hmm. on these things. And, uh, you know, there's just no way to keep it around. Hey, one quick thing I want to mention before we uh, wrap up on this one. Yeah, lay it on me. Um, Maybe two things. Two things. Yeah, two things. Lay I'm it on gonna, me. Okay. First one is... um. I, you know, I like to poke around on YouTube and find out what I can see for each one of these topics that we do, right? That's true. And um, you know, for the wall of death, there is an imitator out there, someone who has built their own wall of death. And uh, I think it's a, a university, maybe a frat, you know, fraternity type thing. Wow. I, I just wish I had the detail because I'd quickly looked at it. Mm-hmm. They made it all out of plywood. And it's enormous, this structure that they made. And I don't have much background to it or mm-hmm. context to it, but I saw them try it on a moped and the initial oh, attempt no. failed. Oh. The second attempt was successful. The, the initial attempt, when they went up onto the uh, the lower plywood, you know, the, the yeah, slanted... Yeah, which has a different slope. Yeah, it has a different slope so that you can get onto the ramp, you know, the vertical part. Um Every one of the boards was breaking with the weight and the force of the of the rider and the and the moped. Okay? Okay. okay. So that gives you an idea of the structure. Because plywood. That, yeah, exactly, and that gives you the the idea of you know the strength necessary to hold up a, a motorcycle and a and a person or a, or a car even. Yeah. Um. But you know this this moped and this rider broke every single piece of, of uh, plywood on the way around and continued to go and worked oh. their way just barely <laughs> up onto the vertical surface and then fell oh and uh, badly cut his hand. Um, the next attempt, they tried to up the horsepower in the uh, in the moped by adding a different head to it, and successful. They were able to get more speed, mm-hmm. able to get up on the wall. He made several attempts, you know, several yeah. rounds, and uh, and came down. And it, it landed. It landed. landed and it. and, and okay. later, they show the same person climbing out of this thing, and then you get an idea for the scale of this this structure How that they built, yeah. and it's enormous. So uh, a lot of plywood went into it, a lot of time. But uh, interesting that, you know, some people are kind of imitating this in their backyard as you knew they would.
3: But we know that you guys won't do it. And if you do, you certainly won't do it because you heard about
2: it from us. Exactly. Yeah. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. What's, your la- what's the next one?
3: Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: the Last yeah. One, Last but... thing. Uh, guess what's living in my garage right now? No. Yep. Are you serious? Yep. I okay, did. okay. Make it official. Official. I purchased the Chrysler, the 1967 Chrysler Newport Custom
3: congratulations thank Scott. you very much that's i drove awesome. i drove it home last night yeah yeah, yeah with it was the a, with the marine gas it was a setup? uh it was
2: a harrowing ride i'll tell you that because it was <laughs> it was dark rainy yeah i had my kid. kid with me it was uh-huh. just a, it was an uncomfortable situation all around but uh, my wife swears she could hear me coming two miles away it's uh <laughs> you've heard you've heard a rolling thunder right yeah mm-hmm. that's what this thing sounds like is it's, that its name it's no 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 it's uh it's it's too cliche it's a little, no, it's, it, but it, it's, it's a little cliche. It's extreme. It's very loud, very powerful feeling mm-hmm. car. Um, it's pretty awesome. We'll we'll talk about it maybe some other time, but uh, it's incredible. I sense a project it's, it's car got a it's podcast kind of, on the it's horizon. Got a 440 engine in it, and it's got a four barrel carb. It's got a performance cam. It's got Flowmaster exhaust. It's got you know. But at the same time, there's a lot of other things that you know I didn't realize until the ride home that it doesn't have. Like, well, isn't uh, that always the way? A working dash. Ouch. Uh, the headlights weren't plugged in. I had to figure that out, you know, where the where the connectors were uh-huh. and make sure that works. And uh, there were two lug nuts on each wheel, which I quickly corrected before I drove even. Wow. Um, you know, it was down about a gallon of fluid in the radiator. Not leaking, just didn't have it. Um, There's just, you know, a few things like that, but we should maybe talk about yeah. something like this later. You know, we'll yeah. get into it.
3: As your uh, as your podcast colleague, partner in crime, and your friend I do have to point out that uh, you, you wanted a project car, buddy. I know. So <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> this is that's,
2: uh, that's the reason it's in my price range. Oh, it's going to look awesome. It's it going to look really awesome. cool. Yeah, we'll see about getting some photos posted of it.
3: Well, I don't want to keep uh, keep you here anymore because I know
2: that you've got to get back to that garage. <laughs> that's right. i got to fire it up.
0: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a paper someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet
1: managing your diabetes just got easier the powerful new dexcom g7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks so you can always know which way your glucose is headed an arrow shows you where you're heading up down or steady it can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high and because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time in range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com.
3: Dexcom data on file 2023. If you're Glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com/compatibility.
4: Get emotional with me, Rathi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry.
3: In the meantime, we are going to mosey on out of here. I am certainly not going to do a wall of death because uh, I am not a trained professional. You know what?
2: I'd do it on a moped or something like that, I think, if it was small, but not the scale these guys do. You're a braver man than I my friend. <laughs> I'd um, have to inspect the structure, too. Yeah.
3: So if you guys have any experience with the wall of death and you'd like to talk to us about it, you can find us on Facebook at CarStuff, Twitter at Car Stuff HSW. Uh, you can also check in with Scott's awesome blog. Uh, we've got pretty much, I mean, we don't have everything about cars on our website, but we're certainly trying. Oh, no, it's everything.
2: Oh, it is everything? Yeah, it's, it's, it's
3: official. Absolutely everything. Oh, yeah, that was last Wednesday. I think we. <laughs> no, recently. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
2: There, are, there are a few things we don't have, but we're working on them. And you know what? Listeners are being really good about writing in with requests. Mm-hmm. So if
3: you'd like to uh, make a request for us, tell us a story, tell us a joke, or correct us on something, we love all the email we get please send us one at
2: carstuff at howstuffworks.com.
4: For more on this and
0: thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com.